All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now at the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. So you're thinking about starting a new website? Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to tell someone or sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Or maybe you want to start that new podcast. Ah, huh. <laughs> GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. That's impossible. They're always $9.99 or $12.99. They're $12.99, but right now GoDaddy's offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. On the actual internet or is this some BS sub-internet? No, no, this is GoDaddy.com. We all use GoDaddy.com. Everything I have is on GoDaddy.com. I know. And each new .com comes with a free instant page website and a built-in photo album, so what are you waiting for? I don't believe it. Get your website started today. I think it sounds like a scam. It can't possibly be true. GoDaddy's not a scam. They have... uh, uh, that hot check, Danica Patrick, for mm-hmm. their stuff. So it's not a scam. Plus, I use it for everything. It better not be a scam. <laughs> Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code FORK at the checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website. And you're all set to go. Fork you if you don't take advantage <laughs> of this incredible GoDaddy deal. I'm going to take advantage of it. I am travel guru Mark DiCarlo, and next to me is the lovely and talented and Valentine's shiny Yenny Alvarez. <laughs> you have the Valentine's glow. I do? Not really, but no, they can't tell. Don't lie. Well, they can't, I don't. They can't tell. <laughs> I'm you not one s- of those Valentine chicks. I'm not. As a matter of fact, the best Valentine I ever had was I spent it by myself with a nice bottle of wine. Chocolate, great food, mm-hmm. and I watch sappy romantic comedies oh all God. night. And after sitting two, on a curb, drinking no, the wine out of a paper bag. And after two phone calls from people, who, from two guys that called me last minute for me to be their Valentine's and to take me out, and I was like, no, you should have called me three days ago. Why are you going to call me the same day? I disconnected the phone. Is that the cutoff? Three days? Or whatever. Just, you know, Valentine's, you, sh- you should celebrate, but it's okay if you celebrate yeah, on your own. You don't want to go on a first date. On Valentine's Day. Day. No, 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 no. These were guys These are that booty didn't calls? have... Probably. These were guys that didn't have anybody else to call. They waited until Valentine's Day to call me, and Probably because you weren't number one on the depth chart. Oh, and they were not number one for me, so I said no. I disconnected the phone, and I started watching my fabulous, uh, sappy, romantic comedies and drinking my wine. And where are Best those... Best Valentine's ever. Where are those two guys right now? Waiting outside. Skid Row. <laughs> Waiting outside. That's right. It's Valentine's Week, the fabricated holiday that drives men and women crazy, although for different reasons. First of all, that sounds so bitter. Don't do that. That's not cool. Hey, I'm it all doesn't for love drive and romance. Women. It does not drive men and women crazy. Yes, it does. No, it depends it's what kind of person you're with or how you feel about it. I told you, 
I was fine watching my fabulous romantic TV. Our friend Diana is going to be at a girls' party doing the same thing with a bunch of girls. They're getting all these great romantic films and they're getting food and ordering That's great, pizza but it's a plan B. It's a plan B. Well, they, I, they'd rather spend the day with each other than spend the day with a crappy guy. Abs- that I totally get. Yeah. Totally get. But the fact that it's it's just another day, the fact that it's even a big deal at all is marketing. It's just PR it's and advertising. Also, it's also a day of friendship. People forget that. It's not only about yeah, love, but it's a day of friendship. I got enough friends. Unless you're talking about a friend with a benefit, we got plenty. <laughs> Everyone's got plenty of friends. <laughs> Valentine's Day is all, it's like Christmas. So much pressure to be in love and be happy and have this wonderful day. And if you're not currently dating someone, it makes women feel bad. More so than men, I think. You know what? That's a that's a very generalized. Well, of course, it's a generalized. And thing. there's a lot of different things to do. You know, when it comes to being in love, and and you don't have to celebrate Valentine's on Valentine's Day. You can celebrate later. You can celebrate your love in many different ways. But you all over say the world, that. all over the world, people celebrate it in different different ways. No, they don't. There's romantic no, festivals they don't. all over the world. Bullshit. Name three. Name three. Okay, there's the Buenos Aires Tango Festivals. That's very sexy and very Na- I'm romantic. Sorry. Name three in English. In English. What did you just say? I had no idea. Buenos Aires Tango Festival. It's in Argentina. It happens every August. And people go there from all over the world to dance tango and be sexy and sensuous and watch all their couples dance. But it happens in August. It's not happening on Valentine's Day. It doesn't matter. Valentine's Day is like an American thing. There's no Valentine's Day in, in Buenos Aires. I don't know. I'm sure there is. There's no Valentine's Day in Sevilla. I'm sure there is. No, it's a totally American holiday. Well, uh, American greeting card. I don't know. There's there's love and romantic festivals all over the place. It doesn't have to be on just one day. You know what? There's the matchmaking festival in Ireland. The what? The matchmaking festival. It's in Ireland. It's the biggest singles event in Ireland. People go there and you get all these singles in all these pubs and you know, you may end up with a great significant other. You never know. And it's not only for straight people, it's Boy, also for gay people as well. Talk about beer goggles. Going to Ireland for a pub <laughs> fest to find a mate. Oh my god. Imagine, it's the largest matchmaking festival in the world. But imagine the morning after remorse on the Emerald Isle. Holy Christ, what is that? <laughs> Can you imagine? September. Oh Jesus. <laughs> We should You're go cover wake it. Up. What the hell? We should go cover it. You've got hopes for Christ's sakes. They have, let's see what else, the cherry blossoms in Japan. Right. That you can go when, when the cherry blossoms are in bloom. I think uh, sometime in spring. I don't know exactly. Well, you know, the big cherry blossom festival in Washington, D.C. are from cherry trees that were given to America yes, by Japan. I do know that. And we walked hand in hand under the cherry blossoms in Washington, D.C. We did, but not on Valentine's Day. But see, it doesn't have to be on Valentine's well, Day. Well, that's my point. It's We're, celebrated you're all with over me. the world. Yes, I'm all for celebrating romance and doing romantic things. What I'm against is to be, being told that Friday, February 14th, is the day you have to do it. But see, over there in Japan, it happens in spring. In Thailand, it happens in November. It. They they do have a certain day that they celebrate. So it's just America that's you know sick in this way. In Finland, I'm, I have a I have a festival for you mm. in July in Finland. It's called the World Wife Carrying Championship, and what could be more romantic than carrying your wife? Right? It's an obstacle course, and you carry your wife many different ways, and couples come, you know, to to enter this uh, championship. 
And it happens every July in Finland. I think we should do it. I think you should carry me over this obstacle course. Wow. That could be, well, obviously, like if you're married to a lady jockey, you're going to win. Well, no, if you're you married don't. to no, a no, pregnant no. woman, That's you're not. That's not true. That's not true because the price depends on the wife's weight in beer. <laughs> how many how many beers do you weigh? I don't know. But then you like don't want to be married to a jockey. A well, no, I'm, but just for that day. If you really if the prize was really great, I'd go out, I'd marry like an 80-pound jockey woman. We'd win, we'd get the prizes and then uh, get a quick annulment. Well, I don't know if the 80-pound Jockey woman wants to be paired up with someone who can't run that fast. I can run fast with an 80-pound woman on my back. <laughs> I can't run fast with a 300-pound woman on my back. But that's a lot of beer. It, that's true. Wow. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. you got to find the happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... But who wants to go to Finland? We're talking about here in America. What are some great last-minute things people can do if, for some reason, you haven't planned anything for... Valentine's Day, even if that reason is because you think but, it's total bullshit. No, no. Luckily, no. I'm married to a woman who honestly doesn't care. But I know I, you're the, the only best... you're the only person I know that feels that way. Everybody else, all the women say, "Oh, I don't care." No, it's not that I don't care. Is that I can I'm I can celebrate it on my own, like I did on that Valentine's Day when I wasn't dating anyone, and I'd rather right, well, have let's do that my this own. Year, then. <laughs> you know what? I'm happy to do that. I'm gonna go with Diana to the party full of girls. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, I bet it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm happy watching romantic comedies and drinking wine Baby, and eating chocolate. I'm glad. You know what? It's better than sitting at home alone, but that is plan B. I guarantee you every woman that's going to that party would rather be in a sexy, fun relationship. I, well, I and who wouldn't? beg to differ. No, that's ridiculous. Of course they would. We're in a great relationship, and I, I wouldn't mind going to that party, and then you and I can celebrate. I don't know. We celebrate every day. What are you talking we about? We do. Every day is like Valentine's Day uh-huh. here. Well, a lot of people aren't as lucky as I am and they have to do the stupid Valentine's things for their women or they get angry. But it's become such a, I mean, all the restaurants are packed. You don't really get your intimacy or privacy when you go out to dinner. No, what it's do you an do? industry. You... It's an, you know what it is? It's like the, the the restaurants and stores have a calendar and every two or three weeks there's something that has to happen that you have to buy a card for and spend extra money Everybody for. likes events, and you don't have to buy a card. You just do something nice for someone. Like not honoring Valentine's Day. That would be the nicest thing I could do for you. Oh, you're still getting me something. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to get you anything. I'll get you something for some other, other event, but not for Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm protesting. Okay, get me, get me something for February 15th. That could be our Valentine. That's, that's St. Schmeckens Day. Yeah. I'll St. Schmeck you. Oh, and talking us back, and you can find us on the web at uh, iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Sideshow Network and on our website, a forkontheroadshow.com, where you're going to find great deals. You're going to find uh, a way to buy Mark's book, and you're going to find all our shows. Or get us on Twitter, Mark DiCarlo, or at Traveling Diva. And if you're in the Southern California area, I'm going to be hosting a really great event coming up the third week in March. It's the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival in Palm Desert, California, where Frank Sinatra lived. Mm. So you know it's a cool place. Um, the, <laughs> it's a great place to live when you're a Chicago guy. Sure Chicago it is, is baby. His, his kind of town, but Palm, Palm Springs was his home because yeah. it was not as cold. Right, and there were lots of uh, hotties there who handed, you know, like hanging out with Frank. This is a great event, the Food and Wine uh, Festival of Palm Desert. It's March 21st 
to March 23rd. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All kinds of wine, all kinds of food, really cool events uh, that people can go to and have a good time. I'm going to be there all weekend uh, doing some comedy and hosting events, signing books. And Tasting wine. Giving away prizes. It's going to be great. So come out and see us there. If you want to get more information on it, go to their website, which is palmdesertfoodandwine.com. Again, that's March 21st through the 23rd in Palm Desert, California, where it's always sunny and delicious. We did want to do a few things that were actually Valentine's-ish on the show this week, just yeah, about a popular not? convention. So we have two great guests. A little bit later on the show, we're going to be talking to Amy Payne. She's a certified sommelier. She's a wine expert, and she's going to be giving us tips on how to look at a restaurant wine list and select the right wine for what you're eating and for your budget and to not get screwed by buying a bad vintage. There's some tricks and tips that are easy to learn and some apps that she'll recommend That'll help you when you're sitting in the chair picking a wine to look like you actually know what you're talking about. You know what the number one mistake people make when they order bottled wine in a restaurant and they're trying to show off to their significant other? They buy the wine based on the price. That not all, not always is the most expensive one, the best. But when the waiter of the sommelier hands you the cork, mm-hmm. people sniff it. You're not supposed to sniff the cork. You look at the cork because if it's moist and wet... That means the wine is good. If it's dry and cracked, it means there was a breach in the bottle and the wine is probably bad. Mm. So you never want to sniff the cork. You look at it like you're looking down your nose at a mess your dog made. You look at it and you scrutinize it. And then you just give the high sign to the waiter, a nodding approval, and he goes ahead and pours it. But first off, a couple months ago, Yenny and I were on our honeymoon in Italy having a wonderful lunch at uh, Osteria Passignano, which is in... Passignano, Badia de Passignano. Which is in the Tuscany region of Italy. I've actually got an article in the Huffington Post, my travel blog, this week all about this place that we visited. It's got pictures, it's got videos, and a nice little story about it. And, and I, the couples are so cute. We, oh. we found two older couples there that were celebrating their anniversaries. Yeah. We were on our honeymoon, and we found these two couples in the same restaurant. We, we were the only three couples in the restaurant yeah. because it was holiday weekend. One couple had been married, how much had the older couple been married? 56, she said, and he said 57. Right. But they'd been dating for five years before that. So So they've been together 60 years, but they only spoke Italian, so we're not going to use that interview. We did find another couple that were from America and had a house in Italy. They've been married 45 years. So I thought, what a great opportunity to find out what true love is really all about. What are the secrets of having a good relationship and a good marriage and having it last. And I think that is really the essence of Valentine's Day. So, all the way from Osteria di Passignano in Tuscany, Italy, we have some fantastic tips for keeping your love alive. My lovely wife and I are on our honeymoon, and I couldn't help Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't help overhearing that you are uh, you're, you were speaking English. Are you from America or are you from here? We're from America, but we have a house here. And are you married? Yes. yes. For how long? 45 years in, in June. What's the secret to a happy marriage? It had to start right. So we were we met when we were 16. When I was 16, we said I was 20. 21. And uh, we got married when I was 18, and he was 22 or 21. And, uh, and we wanted to put our parents wrong. They said it would never last, so it lasted. <laughs> so a good marriage is based on spite. Spite. Yes, spite, yes. 
No, I, I, just I, I, I have more serious answers. Yes. <laughs> One is before you get married, you have to take a trip to see the other person under stress. That is true. If you can live in a hotel room with someone, a little cramped hotel room, and not want to kill them, that's a good step. That's okay, excellent. That, that, okay, that's why the, the, it was the wrong example. We never did that. Yes, we did. We just went together. Okay, <laughs> we were with a group of people, but nevertheless, we traveled together and we could see each other. Where did you go on your first trip? Um, well, I was with an exchange group in visiting Yugoslavia. So first we went to Skopje, and then we went to Dubrovnik, then Sarajevo, and Belgrade. So travel, travel is, tra I think travel is key to just yes, yes, a happy yes. life. Okay, that's one. Yes. That's okay. another key uh, to a happy marriage. Um, don't use up too much time trying to win an argument. What do you mean? Well, if you spend always, too much... Aren't we always right? No, no, no. <laughs> if you spend too much time, you both lose. Okay. So how do you know when to wave the white flag? When you're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, yes. I think you should argue a lot. I, that's why I, I agree. Because yeah. if, if you always give in, you're, no, all, no, you're no, always no, chewing no, no, on... I think arguments are wonderful. Because we've seen a lot of couples Oh, we don't got to look to you have to start they got along, they're holding hands, they're walking around, and then soon they tell you the truck is coming and one of them is moving out. No, you argue, throw the pots and pans and plates, and, and then you work it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is something I had to learn, that, <laughs> that, that, that I hold those emotions. Maybe that's what you have to learn. That, uh, how long each of you holds emotions. Okay, so I hold emotions longer than she does. She can throw out her What, what is your emotion. ethnic background? Jewish, Russian. And Jews. yours? Serbian. Oh, so yeah. Serbian, they're passionate people yeah, like exactly. Italians. Yeah, exactly. As soon as I don't and like something, I yell and let them know, and then I'm over it. Yeah. You know? yeah, but the Jews are good at complaining too. One of my best well, friends. Oh, no, complaining isn't good. I don't like that part <laughs> of being Jewish. Yeah. Okay, what else? Those are, uh, those are three other, excellent. Okay, the other one I was thinking of don't have children. I was first going to say, unless both of you remember your childhoods as being happy, but maybe I'll say at least one of you thought that you had a happy childhood, but if both of you didn't have a happy childhood, you shouldn't have children. That's interesting. And but even we both did, and we have had children, and they're wonderful. Okay, and we're, we're just looking at our grandson. Yeah. <laughs> we miss him so oh, much. Congratulations. It's our third, you know, yeah. so. So you think even if you're a, a happy adult? Yes. And, but if you had an unhappy childhood, it's not a good idea to have kids. I don't think you have good models. It's, I mean, it's really hard it's to be It's an excellent point. Yeah. That, that unfortunately you might repeat exactly the mistakes that your parents made because you, wow. you don't recognize them. What are the odds in an almost empty restaurant we would get such marital wisdom? <laughs> How about that? Anything else? I mean, that, 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 that's, that's more than enough. Three. I thought three yeah. was enough, yeah. yeah. And, and no. that's important that we both disagree and I stop the argument and <laughs> decide to agree with her. <laughs> no, but, no, I'll tell you the other thing is that, um, I mean, I am still in love with Seth. That, you know, even more than I was when I met him. And I was in love with him. Crazy. Huh? Crazy, right. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is that, that each one of you continues to grow so that the other one continues to be proud of you. I mean, I, I can't wait for people whom I meet for the first time to meet him, you know, because I keep thinking that they will think 
much more of me when they see who my mother is. Yeah. So really, it's all about your own ego. It's all about me too, but that is just so... She always thinks that. I know it's true when my friends make her. She's more distinguished than I am. I'm in the same class with you. I married way over my school. I'm just hoping she does not But I just, you know, I am... I. It, from the, the day I married him, when we walked together, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I want to tell him, look at my husband, you know. And I, that has never changed. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So. And you, but where that has never changed. Yes. But I'm assuming that you both have changed and grown. Absolutely. And grown. I was 18, you know. So there's more yeah. interesting things to discover right. in your yeah. part, right? Right, right. right. It, it did help for us to be young because we... Uh, Kind of grew up together. Yeah, our, yeah. See, I would think that would be more. We're 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 a little bit older, and I always thought I didn't want to get married when I was younger because you marry someone at twenty, let's say, yeah. and they're they're just starting to grow. You the odds are you may grow like this, whereas if you're a little older, you're both kind well, of the same path. Working together on things. Yeah. I mean, there was a period the first I don't know maybe the first twelve years of our life. One of us was always in, in school. The, in school, <laughs> yeah. at the university. And she the other was working to support him. Yeah. Mine get, getting my master's, her getting her doctorate, then my getting my doctorate. But that and we had the kids ages. at the same time. So yeah, yeah you sort of you grow together. Actually, it's uh, you're more likely to grow together and, and set the same goals when you're young than when you've already set your own goals and now you're trying to fit them in, you know, with each other. But, uh, so my, my children, uh, one got married when he, our son got married when he was 25, and our daughter got, how old was Sasha? 28? 28. Yeah, and our daughter got married when she was 29 or 30. But I think from the time yeah, they were 18, I was ready to let them get married. <laughs> because well, I thought sure. that was a really good thing, you know. <laughs> Okay. Yes, please go ahead. Yeah, well, I, we won't bother you anymore. Yes, thank you so much. That was uh, yeah. that was a treasure trove of information. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, we've been here twelve years, so we know these guys. You yeah. know, we come. What a meal we had! It's yeah. a fantastic place. But, uh, I heard you were ordering wine by the glass, which is something I've never done here. We didn't know the uh, some of the previous some of yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, occasionally we had a bottle that couldn't get another glass out of he'd bring it he, over to today, us. Okay. Yeah. But, but he's moved to a different restaurant. Because so. they brought a wine a wine tasting flight. Oh, yeah. is that yeah. what it was? Just yeah. when you think you've had the best wine you ever had, they he brought another one. Isn't Gentian an amazing region? Yeah. Where are you guys staying? We're in Firenze. Oh, so you just JK. came down here uh -huh. for the day. Yeah. Highly recommend JK Place to stay. Where is that? Oh, where is it? Santa Maria de la Novela. So we had to hire a car to bring us out here. So then we're going to drive around a little bit. Then we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, very good. San Gimignano. Then we go to Perugia tomorrow. Perugia is very nice. Perugia. Did you did you get to see Greve? Greve has a beautiful piazza. It's very close. We'll probably hit that on the way home. Probably. Yeah. So. See. All right, well, thank you so Goodbye. much. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Nice meeting you. Good luck to you guys. Meeting you too. What That's are your it. names? Yeah. Olya, I'm Olya Finn. And? Yeah. This is Seth Finn. Yes. Seth Finn. Thank you so much. Piaget. And 45 more years of happiness. Thank you very much. That's wisdom. Yep. Knowledge. Yep. You think we'll last 45 years? I think I'll be dead by then. Yeah, maybe. But if, if you're still alive. <laughs> 45 years, I'm going to be old. I'm not going to say how old, but I'm going to be old. Yeah. I think at that age, it's better to marry somebody young. You know what I mean? 
you're 90 or you're 100. You marry a 30-year-old and then... Yeah, who are you? That that guy that married the guest model? You mean Keith... Anna Nicole? I know who you mean. He was a Rolling Stone. Ron Wood married a really young girl. Ron Wood, if he could. He did. And he can because he's in the Rolling Stone. Uh, that Really, that is a nice... Yeah, Anna Ron Nicole? Wood. That was his no, name? he didn't marry Anna Nicole. No, that's what I'm talking about. Anna Nicole. Oh, but Anna Ron Nicole Wood did. He married a, an, a young Playboy model. Oh, Anna Nicole married some fossil in a wheelchair. Yes, that's going to be you. And I and then I think sexed him to death. <laughs> but we're not. He sure. He went happy. Probably. Um, so that I, I think that was really. I learned a lot from them, and they they were so clearly in love. If you go to the Huffington Post and. Uh, read my story and see the video, just the way they look at each other after 45 years. They're still crazy in love, and it was very inspiring, especially to meet somebody like that on your honeymoon. That was fantastic, and that's what Valentine's Day means to me. Romance and that kind of stuff, not, you know, all the BS that you have to do here in, here in the States. Maybe we should just go to Italy for Valentine's Day. That'd be a great idea. Hey, I'm in. However, if you are here in America and you are in a relationship where maybe you haven't been dating very long or you have a high-maintenance girlfriend or boyfriend that insists on some sort of Valentine's Day spectacular, we can help you. If you're going to go out, you're going to have a nice dinner, you're going to probably want a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne. A lot of people are intimidated when it comes time to pick that wine. You know, your significant yeah, you others looking at you. don't know. Maybe you haven't you. had that before. Right. Well, lots of times you go into a restaurant, you see it's just a bunch of gobbledygook. You know, it's Italian or it's French. You don't know which is what and what the vintage is and all that. And it can be very intimidating and it can be very expensive. You know, $100, $200 for a bottle of wine in a really nice place. You don't mm-hmm. want to waste that money on something that's not delicious. So our next guest is here to help. She's the editor of the Daily Sip, which is a very popular daily uh, blog site completely dedicated to wine. So I'm guaranteed she's probably just she's probably drunk as we're speaking to her <laughs> right now. She's a wine expert and a certified sommelier, and she's joining us here today because she believes in Valentine's Day. Amy Payne, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Hi, Amy. Hi, happy to join you. Now, you are a professional sommelier, correct? That's correct. How do you... So basically, you're you're accredited to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I did not even know this was an option in college. Otherwise, I would have a doctorate. You would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Also known as a professional wine snob. <laughs> so um, why were you interested in that, and how do you become a professional wine sommelier? Um, there are a few different accreditation programs. The program that I chose to go through is called the Court of Master Sommeliers. There's four different exams that you can sit, the Introductory, Certified, Advanced, and Masters. Um, I have sat the first three out of four. Um, uh-huh at my third exam back in 2010 and um, it's a great experience. I highly recommend at least taking the introductory course to get a basic level of knowledge when it comes to wine. And are, is, are these oral exams or are these lab practicals or, or do they just like unscrew a bottle of wine and have you talk about it? <laughs> That's a great question Mark. There's actually three different portions to the exam. There's tasting, where you blind taste six different wines side by side, three white, three red. You have about 24 minutes to use the um, deductive reasoning to sit, determine where the wine is from, what the grape varietals are, how old it is, um, old world, new world, um, all the nuances of the wine. The second portion of the exam is the theory, um, where you have written um, 
tests, both multiple choice and fill in the blank and essay questions. And then the third portion of the exam is service. So you do champagne um, service. Um, oh, like table side service where you come with the, with the towel over your arm and you open the wine and you show them the cork. Exactly. It's like a mock service. Have you seen the film um, Psalm, the Psalm documentary? No, but that sounds fantastic. What is it about? Um, it's, it's about the exam and it really um, sets a good example in showing what sommeliers have to do to become a master psalm. Ooh, that's what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that you're a master psalm... Um... Not a master psalm. I... <laughs> sorry. I, I am a um, certified sommelier. Sorry. Oh, okay. I don't want to have that mis mistake. All right, well, so let's talk. People go to a restaurant. You sit down. You're, especially for Valentine's Day, you're going out for a nice meal. And you want to have wine with your meal. How do you not spend $600 on a bottle of wine and have a good meal? Or how do you, how do you avoid How do you know screwed? which one Yeah, how do pick? you know which one to pick? What are the tricks? Absolutely. Well, I don't think you have to spend $600 to get a good bottle of wine. Thank God. <laughs> Phew. Um, you know, when I think of Valentine's Day, I think of celebratory occasions. And I really think of champagne. And... When it comes to champagne um, at Bottle Notes, we really like sparkling wines because they really offer a good value. Uh -huh. So, Amy's a, a big Moscato fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love sparkling wines. I like Moscato. I love ice wine, but I really appreciate a good fat red wine. Mmm. But we're talking about champagne and sparkling wines. Yeah. Aren't Moscatos a sparkling wine? Um, Not some necessarily. No? Too sweet. Oh. Some Moscato sparkling, but not all of it, correct? Okay. Correct. That's correct. Some of my favorite sparkling regions, um, like California, has some really good sparkling options. Um, Iron Horse is one of my favorites. You can get the rosé for, you know, under $40. Um, Cava is another really good option. Um, German Sect um, makes some really good choices for dry sparkling wines. Cremant d'Alsace. Did you say German Sex, like in the movie Cabaret? <laughs> Um, it's actually spelled S-E-K-T. So it, although it sounds naughty, which might be good for Valentine's Day, it's set. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Because when I think romance, I don't think German. Oh. Um, I think Italian or Spanish. But the Germans, I don't think I'd want to watch German people have sex. <laughs> I would imagine it would be very, like two robots. Screw it. That's, no, you don't know that. That's a horrible assumption. Uh, yes, I'm projecting my, my cultural ignorance, but I think I'm right. Anyway, I keep digressing you. Um, now, when you sit down and look at a menu, what do you look at first? Do you look at the region? Do you look at the price? Do you look at the type? Well, I don't think that looking at the price is the best way to go. I think looking at the region is the best way to find really good value wines. Um, from around the world. Um, some of my personal favorite regions, um, I'm, I'm a big Francophile. I lived in France in 2006, and Loire Valley has a very special place in my heart. And um, you can really find something for everyone there, from sparkling to dry white wines to, to Muscat um, in the Muscadet region to, you know, full-bodied Chenin Blanc from Sauvignon to full-bodied reds, the ones that you like, Annie, like a Cabernet Franc from Chinon. Mm -hmm. And then they even have dessert-style wines. So I feel like there's a lot of different choices from the Loire Valley. Okay. I think dessert-style wines is the best of both worlds. You get to drink, and it's dessert. <laughs> exactly. Kill two birds with one snow. Perfect. <laughs> I could have that as a meal. Liquid dinner. Liquid dinner. 
Another Sicilian red you might like, Mark, is um, um, Norella Mascalese. It's kind of like Pinot Noir and Nebbiolo had babies. Ooh, I like those both. Yeah, it's um, it's really good, and it has it has that full-bodied structure that Yeni might like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Sicilian romance that you might want to find on Valentine's Day. Sicilian Ooh, romance is always good. Come to the wine. That's right. Because <laughs> in Sicily, the women don't talk back. I believe that's the romantic part. They just say yes. <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> highly doubt that. Um, another thing I'd say, Mark, is, you know, don't be afraid to ask the song. I mean, they handpicked those wines for their menu just for the restaurant. So if, if I were a restaurant diner, that would be one of the first things that, that I did is, you know, go through, look at the regions that I'm interested in, figure out what I'm going to eat, and figure out which wine is going to go with that, come up with my top five choices, and then I always ask the Psalm um, which one they recommend between my top five choices. For them to go help you with a pairing of, of, of some sort. Yeah, a pairing and a recommendation because, you know, I just because I love Sicilian Norella Mascalese, you know, I haven't had the current vintage. So the 2011, you know, might taste very different from the 2010. So although I love the 2010, I want to make sure that the Somme thinks that the 2011 is ready to drink. Right. My Uncle Don is a big um, uh, wine freak slash snob, and he carries in his pocket a, um, is it Wine Magazine? or Wine Spectator. Wine Spectator. They put out the vintage list that tells you which are the good years and which are the bad years. Can you explain what that is and tell us how we use that chart? Um, absolutely. Um, so different grapes react differently to various weather patterns. And, um, and you basically want a long, cool to moderately warm growing season that's even. You don't want rain towards the end of the harvest because it can completely drown out the crops. And you don't want hail because it can ruin the grapes. Okay. Uh, so, and that's what changes year to year, right? That's why vintage is important because the growing conditions are different from year to year. Exactly. And they're going to be different from region to region based on the terroir and the weather. Terroir. What that, is that? That's a French secret <laughs> agent. Monsieur Terroir. It's the, the ground, right? The land? A direct translation does mean ground, but a metaphorical translation is basically everything that goes into creating the way a wine tastes. So it includes your weather, your soil, um, the climate, um, the grape varietals, and also the the steep of the, the growing slope. So if it's more steep and it's against a riverbank, you have sun coming from the top and the bottom, so the grapes will get a much more even ripening. Ah, okay. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm assuming my Uncle Don is 70, so he's old school and he's got a piece of paper in his wallet. There must be some decent apps for your phone where you can check vintages for wines. Do you recommend any? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are so many choices when it comes to apps. Um, one of my personal favorites is Delectable. Um, it's fun because you can follow a lot of different sommeliers and chefs even to see what they're drinking. Another one um, that I highly recommend is, is Crushed Wine App. Um, and that one is very similar where you can follow clubs 
and you can get discounts on wines in addition to tracking the wines by taking pictures of the wines that you like and being able to look back to see what you like. Which one's that one? Crushed Wine? Crushed Wine app. That reminds me of Vivino. Yeah, it's very similar to Vivino and um, Vivino also has a very nice user face but Crushed is brand new so I just you know reference it because I'm having a lot of fun using it right now. You should check it out. Now, um, I have one question. My, um, our neighbor is, his father used to be a great wine snob. And <laughs> our neighbor has all these great wines and vintages. And um, he comes over every time we invite him. <laughs> and we love him because his wife doesn't like wine, so she's not drinking it. <laughs> and, and he's a lightweight, so he'll only have like one glass. We actually don't even like him. Oh, we just like the fact that... <laughs> that's not true. We love him. Um, so he comes over and he always... He's a perfect. Um, he's a perfect guest. He comes over. He brings a phenomenal bottle of wine. So I always pour his and um, keep it aside. And then that's the one that I drink from. At one point, he brought in this um, BV de la Tour from I think it was Reserve 2010. It was, it was fine when we opened it. And then the next day, there was half a half a bottle. And I said, Oh, you know, Bob, come on over and. Um, will share whatever's left from the BV. I opened it, I poured my glass, and I could have married that wine. That wine was <laughs> so insane good. <laughs> and when by the time the Bob got in, there was no wine left over. Psych. But my question is, how do you know if the wine is going to be good or that good? Or do you want to wait for the next day? I mean, how do you know the perfect time to drink it, the wine? Did we pump it with the... Um the yes. wine pump thing? Yes, the, the air thing. Okay. The he air has thing. an air pump, and it pumps all the all the air out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the next day, just the flavor was incredible. It needed a day to, I guess, I don't know, well, I think air out. In general, Amy, I think, is this true? The better the wine, the more uh, within reason it can breathe, and, you know, it might be good the next day? Absolutely. So um, there's a lot of different ways that I could go about answering this question. So a fuller bodied wine has more tannins. You want to think of tannins as preservatives. Tannins come from how thick the skin is, the pits, the stems of the grape, and then it also comes from the wood. So two different kinds of tannins here. The more tannins, the higher preservatives. So the longer a wine is going to last, the fuller bodied and more tannins that it has. Um, so, for example, a lighter-bodied Pinot Noir from Burgundy that's you know 20 years old isn't going to last as long as you know a younger 2010 Napa Cabernet um, because it has more preservatives to be able to help it last. Got it. And my second comment on that conversation is, I used to use the wine pump. And it actually takes the flavor out of the wine when you pump it. It takes out some of the aromatics. Um, so what I recommend using is actually this um, pres- a private preserve. It's, it's basically um, CO2 and argon gas that you spray into the bottle and then you put the cork back into it. Mm-hmm. Because it holds this layer right above the wine and traps in the aromatics without sucking it all out. Ah, what is that product called? Um, Private Preserve Wine Saver. Okay. What about using an aerator? 
Aerators are great. Um, when you first open a wine and you're just home from work and you don't have time to let it breathe and you really want that glass of wine now and because don't want to wait. Because you need it. You don't want it. You need <laughs> it. You need it. Then I definitely recommend those. Um, or even for the first glass. I, I have blind tasted wine side by side with and without um, the, the aerator Venturi system and I de could definitely tell a difference. Okay, great. That's what we use. We use the Venturi. Yeah, it's a great product. Wow, you're just full of all the answers, Amy. <laughs> and one more thing. Um, another product that was recently released is the Coravon. And a great thing about that is for those bottles of wine that you want to save and you don't want to open the entire bottle, but you want just a glass for today, um, it basically is a needle that goes in through the cork and it sucks out the wine and pours you the glass and then it completely preserves the wine by pumping back argon into the bottle. I've seen that. We've seen that. What's it called again? The Carvan. Carvan. Corvan. Corvan. Yeah. Okay. We've seen that. Yes, we have. I, I just assume all that stuff, it's like when you walk into a golf store, you see all these gadgets and doodads for golfers because the people that play golf in general are you know rich white dudes who will pay anything to cut two strokes off their game so i think there are a lot of products in the golf world that are just total bs and i assume it was the same thing in the wine arena but you're saying all these products we've been talking about are actually uh good positive things for drinkers absolutely for for drinking at home absolutely Okay. Yeah, this is a question from a man who laughed when his brother got the aerator, but then a couple of years later when he got it, it was the best thing in the world. It was different because <laughs> it was our aerator, not his. <laughs> what is your favorite wine in the United States? In the United States. Oh, goodness. Yes, um, the, the Loire Valley is great, but it's, if somebody's uh, listening to us in the United States, they're not going to... Favorite red wine. Yeah. Oh, fa no, favorite... Anyway, yeah, well. all right, all right, dealer's choice, whatever you want. <laughs> That's a hard question. It's like, you know, asking someone what their favorite child is. I, I mean, <laughs> it depends on the day, who I'm with, what I'm eating. There's so many lovely producers in California, Washington State, Oregon. Um, all right, let me ask you more specific questions then. You're out with four girlfriends and you're drinking on a Thursday happy hour. What's your wine? Hmm. Seven Deadly Zins. <laughs> I'm not asking you. <laughs> but that's a good one. Seven well, Deadly for four girls? Answer. Happy hour? Yeah. Let's see. How, can I give you three, a sparkling, a white, and a red? You may. Yes. Okay. Um, sparkling. I love um, Iron Horse Sparkling. I already mentioned it earlier, but really good value. Um, everyday sparkling. And there's you never need an excuse on a girl's night to have bubbly. Um, I agree white, with that. <laughs> white wine, I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy Sauvignon Blanc mm -hmm. uh, from California. Um, a good producer is Alpha Omega. Um, rosé, Blackbird Rosé is to die for. It's mm -hmm. one of my favorite rosés in California. Okay, you're and, on a hot Valentine's night date. Blackbird rosé for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and what about a red? Red is so sexy. That's a sexy wine, like a big, fat, delicious, sexy wine. Not woody at all. Well, no. you want that though if you're on a date. <laughs> Not from your wine. Oh, <laughs> good point. Um, let's see. For 
big Napa Cabernet. One of my favorite producers is Corazon Winery. Um, Kathy Corazon is a very talented winemaker and she finds a good balance between acidity and um, body and alcohol. Um, another one of my favorite full-bodied red wines and very cost-effective is Chapelet and um, they've been around for quite some time. If you have a chance to visit the vineyard and the winery, I highly recommend it. It overlooks the valley and has beautiful views from up there. Um, Sounds and very it's all, romantic. Yeah, it's all family run and operated as well. For Valentine's Day, perfect. Yeah. Well, Amy, you, you've been a font of knowledge. Can people, I mean, do you do shows? Do you appear at wine events? Can people follow you on Twitter? How can people tap into your mother load of whiny knowledge? Whiny knowledge. <laughs> um, well, I manage the content for the Daily Sip um, by Bottleneck. So, and what is the Daily Sip? The Daily Sip is a daily publication um, under 250 words that people can learn um, easy, digestible information about wine. Oh. So like a uh, like you used to have when the Far Side was doing a Far Side comic every day and that would get you laughing. This is a little short blurb about wine to get you thinking about happy hour. Exactly. Okay. I am going to subscribe right now. And are you uh, do you uh, do whiny things on Twitter? Absolutely. Um, my personal Twitter is Amy Payne CS, as in certified sommelier. And then our company um, Twitter handle is just The Daily Sip. Cool. Fantastic. Well, Amy, thank you for helping make everyone's Valentine's Day a little more whiny and less whiny. <laughs> that, was not a, that was not a good one. It was a good one. No. When you hear it, you'll realize the genius inherent in that construction. Um, you're, you're very knowledgeable, and it was great to uh, talk to you again and have you on the show. And, and what are you doing personally for Valentine's Day? I am going to Palm Springs and enjoying some warm weather. <laughs> right, because you're up in the Bay Area. It's been raining a lot here um, the last week, but we need it. So, You know, I'm going to be emceeing the uh, Food and Wine Festival in Palm Desert on March 21st to the 23rd. And they have a huge wine tasting brunch on Friday afternoon on the 21st. And then there's wine and food all weekend long in Palm Desert. You guys should come down for that as well. That's going to be a fun event. That sounds like fun. I'd love to go. Meet us there. <laughs> I'll, I'll check my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be the ones by the wine casks. <laughs> Good place. Amy Payne, CS, thank you for joining us. Thank you. You too. Happy Valentine's Day. You, you too. too. Bye, Bye, Amy. Well, there you go. There is some good information. Those apps and uh, the Daily Sip is a great way to find out more and more about wine. Also, Amy will be appearing at wine events all around the country. Uh, she's going to be doing one in Chicago March 24th to April 6th. It's called Taste Around Town, and it's like a restaurant week for wine. So if you're in Chicago, you can go all around to the places that have really great wine in Chicago, and that's not a bad time to be in Chicago. Yeah, and you can talk to Amy, and she'll recommend the best wine to have for the price. Right, so go to bottlenotes.com. Taste Chicago 2014 and look for the Taste Around Town Chicago March 24th to April 6th. They're also doing an event out here in Los Angeles in August. Uh, 
and they do events all around the country. So if you're really interested in wine and learning more about it and learning uh, ways to be a better consumer. and Yeah, so you can look good in front of your girl when you can order wine. Yeah, check that out and follow her on her um, on her Twitter and, uh, and uh, drink more wine. Everybody says it's good for your heart. It, you, 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 you live longer. You do. Yeah. The, the people that have been then together 60 years that we met in Italy, think about that, with the same person for 60 and years. And they were so cute together. I can't get over how cute they were. Yeah. We, we do, on the Huffington Post piece, we have a little snippet from the interview we did with them. It's in Italian, and we translate it. And they're just very Italian is the best way to put it very kind of pragmatic and 60 years is a long time and they're still in love and I think that is the essence of Valentine's Day. Wine. Right. The more you drink, the less the things hurt. <laughs> well, that wraps up our Valentine's Day show. I'm lucky because I get to work with my Valentine, the lovely and talented Yeni Alvarez de Carlo, the traveling diva. If you could only see her, she's so beautiful. <laughs> Here in the studio. It's really sad that this isn't on TV. She is gorgeous and the love of my life, and I'm so lucky to have her. And we're lucky to have you listening to us. Please continue to do so. You can, if you missed old shows, you can find them at a forkontheroadshow.com. And we hope you have a great weekend. And we'll see you. Wait, 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 wait. You're not going to say anything nice about me? You're nice. Well, oh. someone else is going to be hosting the show next week. <laughs> but until then, I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm Yenny Alvarez. And we'll see you on a fork on the road. When I'm returning from so far away, give me some sweet loving brightens up my day. And it makes me righteous. It makes me whole And it makes me mellow Right down to my soul